First Samuel chapter number one. We are going to read the story of, of Samuel and his mother. Uh, verse number five will begin, but unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, speaking of Hannah's husband here, but the Lord hath shut up her womb. Hannah was not able to have children. Verse number five uh, tells us this, and we go into verse number six, and her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. There was a wife, uh, Hannah's husband, Elkanah, had two wives, and one was able to have children, and Hannah was not able to have children. And so the one wife was, was constantly uh, provoking or mocking you know, the enemy always, the enemy always, the adversary always provokes, always causes you to get upset, uh, whether it be in this situation or be our adversary, Satan. He's always seeking to cause you to, uh, to fret or be upset here as Hannah. In verse number seven, the Bible goes on to say this, and as he did so every year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and uh, after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child. Then I will give unto him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thine wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count thine handmaiden for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast, uh, hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaiden find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. What a faithful, faithful lady Hannah was. She, in this story, we find that Hannah wanted a child so badly. She wanted this child, and her husband, the Bible says, loved her, but there was, there was a, a wife that he had. She had children. Because of that, it caused Hannah a lot of grief. Hannah, day by day, would suffer with this. It came time for, for the families to go to the temple and sacrifice, and so Hannah's husband brought her and, and uh, 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 his other wife to the, to the sacrifice, and, and each of her children were able to uh, give an offering, but Hannah had no children, so it was just Hannah there, and this caused Hannah much pain and much sorrow, and Hannah then came before the Lord there at the temple, and she began to pray and beg God for a child. She prayed so fervently. She prayed with such passion. Eli saw her, Eli being the priest, he saw her. He thought she was drunk because her lips were moving. She wasn't saying anything, but she was praying with such passion. He thought she had drunk before uh, she had come to the temple, and he rebuked her for drinking and said to put, the, put your wine away, put your alcohol away. And she said to him, it's not anything I've drunk, and it's 
the fact that my heart is sorrowful. I want a child, but I'm not able to have this child. Eli saw her faith and saw her prayer, and he told her as we ended here in the story, he said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thy petition that thou hast asked of him. She was loved so much by her husband, but there was something more that Hannah desired. She desired a child. We read in these several verses that God answers her request. God gives her this child, and God answers her prayer. And Eli tells her in verse 17 that God's going to answer this, this prayer of hers, and he's going to give her a son. And she said this, God, if you give me a child, I will give him back to you so that he serves you all the days of his life. And she was committed as a parent. If God gives her a child, that she was going to raise that child and give that child back to the Lord when that child was ready, and she was going to raise him to serve the Lord. And this this morning, I, I want to speak to the parents, obviously, that were here this morning on this platform. But in reality, I want to speak to every, every church member here this morning because there are some things that we can find in Hannah's life that I think is valuable for every single person here today. I want you to, for sake of time, I really need to get right into it here this morning. And we want to find in verse number 10, I want you to see that Hannah began to pray. And, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed on the Lord and wept sore, the Bible says. In verse number 12, the Bible says again, and it came to pass that she continued praying. And so you find Hannah continuing to pray. In verse number 26 of the same chapter, you would find that she said, oh my God, Oh, my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that thou stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. We find once again that she's praying before the Lord. In verse number 27, for this child that I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Again, we find her praying. In chapter number two, we find her in verse number one, and Hannah prayed. All throughout this uh, scripture reading here, we find where Hannah continued to pray. Now, what's interesting about Hannah, Hannah didn't get her prayer answered the first time that she prayed. And the Bible says this, that Hannah, this is something that Hannah was praying. This was something that was heavy on her heart. This is something that she, she continued to go before the Lord to the place where, where Eli thought she was drunk. She was praying so fervently for the Lord to hear her prayer. I want you to see this morning that Hannah, she was a woman of prayer. I believe this, every, every parent, every parent here today, not just parents, every church member, every guest that's here today, we need to learn to be, to be, to be uh, uh, women and men of prayer. God answers prayer. God hears your prayer. Now with Hannah, it wasn't necessarily the first time that she asked, but I want you to see that through the time of asking and through the time of, of begging here for God, God eventually gave her what she asked through prayer. Hannah was a... Hannah was a woman of prayer. You know, what a wonderful example this is. She understood that she was in a place that she could not change her own situation. Hannah knew there was nothing she could do on her own. Hannah knew that this problem that she had was bigger than she could deal with. And she knew this, that the problem that she had, although she couldn't handle it, she knew the God of heaven could handle it. And she continued to go to the one that could solve her problem. Listen, I want to say to you this morning, don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on asking. Don't give up on pleading with the Lord. We find in Hannah's life, Hannah, she continued to go before the Lord. She continued to pray. She continued to be a, a woman of prayer. And God blessed her for that. And he answered her prayer. 
You see, we find in Hannah's life that she hurt. She was suffering. She hurt because she desired this child. She was suffering because she had an adversary that continued to to poke at her, continued to cause fear to come into her life. She had an adversary that her adversary got joy out of seeing Hannah miserable. Could you imagine that, a person enjoying somebody else being miserable? I'll tell you about a person's heart. Here this, this adversary, the Bible calls her, she looked at Hannah and she sought to cause Aunt Hannah grief. Listen to me, I want to I submit this morning that Satan is the same way. Satan wants to cause grief in the children of God. He doesn't want to see you with joy. He doesn't want to see you with contentment. He wants to see you every day. He wants to bring something into your life to remind you that you don't have what you need, remind you that you're not what you want to be, or remind you that, that you're not as good as somebody else. That's the adversary's job, and it's the job of the Christian to continue to go before the throne of grace and continue to pray as Hannah prayed. We need praying parents here today. We live in a society today that it seems like the adversary is doing everything he can to destroy homes. The adversary is doing everything he can cause the Christian to fret. And we look at society today and we might say it's difficult to raise children with Christian values and with Christian principles. But I want to submit to you today, those that are raising children or maybe those that are raising your grandchildren, it's worth it to pray. It's worth it to raise your children right. It's worth it and God will give you the power to do it. Don't quit. Continue to pray and ask the Lord for guidance in your life, no matter what suffering comes, no matter what pain comes. I read a poem just recently, a praying mother, a praying a mother's prayer God does hear for her children she loves so dear. When they are hurt, she does pray for God does move when a mother prays. She loves her own, this gift from God, a lonely walk she alone may trod. Only a mother can love so much and to her child provide a loving touch. This mother's prayer. You know, there's something special about this prayer from Hannah. Hannah, like some in this room this morning, you may have heartache. Hannah, like some in this room this morning, your heart may be broken. Maybe there's some in this room like Hannah, there's parts of life that just don't seem fair. Maybe there's prayer that you continue to go before the Lord. Maybe you're troubled in your spirit. Maybe like Hannah, you're grieved and you're burdened this morning. If you find yourself in a place that life just seems to cause you great concern, do as Hannah did, continue to pray. I want to submit to you, church, this morning, we need more prayer warriors than ever. We need more parents that are passionate about praying more than ever. What this nation needs is more Uh, parents, more women of prayer, more men of prayer, more parents of prayer. That is what's going to cause our problems to subside as the Lord hears our prayer. Real prayer. What our homes could be if parents truly prayed. I want you to see this morning in verse number 10, I want you to go back to verse number 10 with me. The Bible says, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept sore. Verse number 15, and Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. I want you to see that Hannah, Hannah prayed even when her heart was troubled. 
Hannah didn't let anything keep her from her prayer. Hannah was troubled. The Bible says that she describes herself as as a troubled soul. She describes herself as being a, a sorrowful spirit. She had grief in her heart, but nothing could cause Hannah to stop going to the Lord because she knew this, it was the Lord that would be her help. And so, Laura, uh, we find Hannah, even though she was troubled, she still continued to pray. I want you to find in verse number two, here we find, or verse number one of chapter number two, Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoiceth in the Lord, mine horn exalteth in the Lord, my mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. I want you to find that Hannah was a woman of prayer, not just when the trouble was there, but she also was a woman of prayer when she was happy as well. It wasn't just, Lord, I need you. You know, so often our prayers are, Lord, I want this, and Lord, I need this. And sometimes it's almost like we think the Lord is our magic genie when we, every time we need something, we just pray this prayer, and, and Lord, you gotta come through. Why do I have to come through? Because I asked you, and you're supposed to answer everything I ask. But I want you to find with Hannah, her prayers were not just, Lord, this is what I want you to do for me. What you find with Hannah, Hannah also was going to the Lord when she was happy. The Lord had answered her prayer. The Lord had given her a child, and she didn't stop praying. Even after her prayers were answered, she continued to pray. She prayed when she was sorrowful. She prayed when her heart was happy. I want you to see in verse number 26, the Bible says, and she said, oh, my Lord, as my soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. I want you to find here this morning as well, she not only prayed when she was troubled, she not only prayed when her heart was filled with joy, she, was, she had a reputation of prayer. Oh, these parents that stood up here this morning, there's a lot of things that you might be, thought of a lot of testimony might have I, my prayer is that every parent that was here this morning every parent in our church every church member here in our church I pray that you have a reputation of prayer I pray that our church has a reputation of prayer praying no matter what is happening in your life whether you're troubled whether you're happy each one of us ought to have a reputation of prayer you know Eli he didn't remember her as a complainer Eli didn't remember her as one that talked about her husband, one wasn't that talked about her adversary. Eli didn't remember her as one who blamed her husband. She was remembered as the one who brought her need before the Lord. She was remembered as the one that the Lord answered her prayer. She had a testimony of prayer. Eli, the priest, remembered Hannah when she brought Samuel back to Hannah, uh, back to the temple. Eli remembered, you were the one that prayed. You were the one that sought the Lord. You were the one that was earnest. And look, the Lord blessed you and gave you this child. And he remembered her for her testimony of prayer. You know, each and every one of us ought to have have a testimony that we go to the Lord in prayer. Every time we need something, every time it's time to rejoice, we ought to go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to also look with me in verse number 20 this morning. Verse number 20. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son. She called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. I want you to find in verse number 20, Hannah not only was a lady of prayer, not, a parent of, not only a parent of prayer, but she was also one that remembered the Lord's blessings. You know, so oftentimes we forget all the Lord has done for us. 
We forget he died on the cross to save us. We forget of all the things in our life that he has blessed us with. We forget all the blessings of the Lord. And sometimes if we're not careful, we get into a place in our life where, where all we do is we remind the Lord what we don't have or we remind the Lord what we need or we remind the Lord constantly what he hasn't done for us. But we find here in verse number 20 that uh, Hannah remembered to bless the Lord. So often the Lord answers our prayer and we just go on living. So oftentimes we pray and the Lord hears our prayer, he blesses our life and we fail to go back and thank him for what he's done. Have you ever done something kind for somebody and they fail to say thank you? Boy, it's a pet peeve of mine. You ever hold the door for somebody and they just walk right through and they don't even acknowledge you held the door? Did you ever do that, Brother Kudrow? I mean, you're waiting. You're waiting for them to come. You hold the door. They walk right by you. I like to grab them, put them back out the door and shut the door on them. I did that one time. No, I didn't really. I wanted to, though. You want to say, you're, you're ungrateful. Or you do something for somebody and they forget to say thank you. You, know, you teach your children, say please, say thank you. Go back, did you, did you say thank you? And somebody gives them something, oh, I forgot. Well, go back and say thank you. Listen, Lord, I believe the Lord likes to hear a thank you as well. You're here today and you say, you know what, I don't have these things. I want to remind you, at least you're here today and you're breathing. Today we're not at your funeral service. Praise the Lord for that. You've got life today. You walked in, you wheeled in, you came on the crutches, but at least you came in today. Listen, we had an opportunity to sing to the Lord this morning and lift our voices up and praise him today. I want to remind you today that if you go to the tomb, the tomb is still empty. I know we celebrate that on Easter, but I want to remind you a couple weeks after Easter, the tomb is still empty. The Son of God is still sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's still making intercession for you. He's still alive today. Your sins are still forgiven. There's so much for you to be thankful for today. We ought to praise the Lord. Listen, we live in a time, I know, that it's easy to get down and get discouraged and look all around us and say what we don't have, but Hannah remembered to bless the Lord. Hannah remembered to praise the Lord. Hannah remembered to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you for answered prayer. Many times we, in the heat of the problem, pray. and God answers this prayer and we forget to go back and acknowledge his greatness. You know, as Hannah bowed in prayer here in verse number 20, she was acknowledging God's greatness. She was acknowledging God's power. What a wonderful example of Hannah to remember that the Lord delivered her from this trial. The Lord delivered her from her adversary. No longer could her adversary poke at her anymore. No longer could her adversary mock her anymore. No longer could she do this. Why? Because the Lord heard her prayer and she, he answered her prayer. Don't forget to be thankful. Don't forget to be thankful. Don't ever forget where you came from before you knew the Lord. Don't ever forget what the Lord saved you from. Don't forget to be thankful this morning. Praise God for what he's doing in your life. I want you to see in verse number 22, but Hannah went not up. 
For she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may be appear before the Lord and there abide forever. I want you to see Hannah purposed to raise her children to serve the Lord. This is baby dedication Sunday and we had children and babies up here. We'll have babies and children up here in the next service as well. Baby dedication Sunday is to remind the parents and, and to stand before the church for them to purpose that they are going to raise their children to serve the Lord. How important it is for us to see the value of serving the Lord and preparing our children to serve Him. You know, as parents, each and every one of us, we, I'm sure, have plans and dreams for our children. I've got a son that's right in the middle of those plans right now, and he'll ask for advice, and my advice truly is this, I just want you to serve the Lord. I'd love for him to go into the ministry. I'd love for him to, to, to follow in my footsteps. But if that's not what God wants for him, then that's not what I want for him. My four, my four daughters are not going to get married. They're all going to stay home at my house. I know that's God's will for him. I know it is. I want him to serve the Lord. You know, Hannah, she purposed to raise her children to serve the Lord. Listen, you don't raise godly children on accident, church. It's through making wise decisions. It's through making right decisions. It's not something that we take for granted. I want you to see here she protected him from harm until he was able to serve the Lord. She protected him. She said, I'm going to keep him here with me. You say, well, she's just being overprotective. No, because as soon as he was weaned, the Bible says that she took him and she gave him to Eli and the priest raised him. No, she said, I'm going to do my part while I can do it so that God can use my child. I'm going to keep him from harm. I'm going to keep him from danger. I'm going to raise him so that he has an opportunity to serve the Lord. She made wise decisions here. Hannah took him to the house of the Lord. I want you to see in verse number 24 and 25, the Bible says, and when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks. And verse number 25, and they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And verse number 27, for this child I prayed and the Lord had given me my petition, which I had speak. Therefore also I've lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord there. I want you to see that Hannah she saw value in taking him to the house of God. When, when Samuel was old enough, she brought him to the place of God, and she left him there. She said, God is yours. Listen to me, parents, God didn't give you your children so that you do what you want with your children. God gave you your children so you raise them to do what he wants with your children. God has a purpose and God has a plan for every child. Do you know there's not a child here in this church that's a mistake? There's not a child in this church here that's an accident. Every single child God has a plan for. And God's given you children so that you'd raise your children so that he can do with them what he desires. So that he could take them and use them so the gospel of Jesus Christ will be spread around this world.
my son is thinking about life and he told my wife and I that he's going to join the National Guard and so he's talking about that and we thought he had a couple years away and he said, and I could go to, I could go to uh, uh, boot camp next summer. And we looked at each other, we said, next summer? Yeah, he said, I could go to the boot camp at 10 weeks next summer and then go to high school and then after that go back. And my wife and I looked at each other the other day at, at, at lunch and we just started to cry. I had my bowl of soup, it was just getting filled with tears. A little salty. <laughs> My wife and I just looked at each other and we said, our son's he's going to be gone. He's got his life getting planned. And I sat with my son. I said, son, I don't care whatever you do as long as you know it's what God wants you to do. I don't care where you go as long as I know it's where God wants you to go. I don't care who you marry as long as you know it's who God wants you to marry. I don't care where you work as long as you know it's where God wants you to work. And it's hard because it's, for the first time in our life, we're finding we've got to start letting our children go. And there's not an overprotective mother more than my wife. She still irons his socks for him. <laughs> and other garments. I'm not going to tell you what. But you know what we realize? We don't raise them for us. We raise them for him. And I encourage our parents here today to be parents that are prayer warriors. I encourage you to be parents that you seek to bless the Lord and thank the Lord for his many blessings. And I pray that you'd be parents that when it's time you give your child back to the Lord and say, Lord, I've done all I can to raise them so they could serve you all the days of their life.